Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marianne Petrie. This episode of Slam the Gavel is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence with urgent assist by CPS Protect. You can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultants can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code SLAMTHEGAVEL for 10% off your first year of urgent assist. And this is available in all 50 states. I have another announcement. Bradley's mother, Nargis Golan, passed away in, in the fall of 2022. Bradley is autistic and needs structured routine and therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to the Italian social services. If he is ruled to go back, he will then face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system where he can't speak or understand the language. He will be taken away from the only family he has ever known. Please call Governor Hogel at 518-474-8390 and voice your concerns to please keep Bradley here safe in these United States. That's Governor Hochul, 518-474-8390, hashtag keep Bradley safe. Also, please go to the site, pleasedoyourjob.com and sign the petition. So that's pleasedoyourjob.com and sign that position petition they are looking for three three thousand more signatures and i have a new guest on i have tracy on uh tracy is a dedicated and determined mother she's fighting the unlawful and corrupt court system of the state of washington a corporation duns Number 0792489369. This is a system that has, without any due process, taken her child away and given this child over to a family that is advancing both medical tyranny and the LGBTQ agenda on this child. Tracy has been in this legal battle for three and a half years. CPS removed Tracy's daughter from her through the school system. After Tracy reported a teacher to the school superintendent for suspicion of pedophilia, which Tracy's daughter first identified to her mother after the teacher asked the child to perform, in quotes, hot, sexy child, in quotes, for him in class. Tracy responded by addressing the school and in retaliation, the school kidnapped her child. Over the last few years, Tracy's discovery has led her down a path of uncovering the sinister agenda of a UN-run court system in Washington state and throughout the country aimed at breaking down the family and necessary social structures of strong society and China-influenced school programs creating mental health centers of our public schools. Additionally, Tracy has been able to uncover the evidence of trafficking children through CPS and the court systems for monetary gain. Tracy's daughter is now victim to numerous psychological drugs and indoctrinations brought to her through these agendas, which are happening across our United States of America. Please let's help Tracy and her daughter to reunite 
by our prayers and legal and safe housing funds necessary to address the social agendas being advanced by state of Washington and other incorporated state of states acting as our original American government across the nation. So I welcome you, Tracy, to this podcast. How are you? I'm good, Mary. How are you? Okay. I'm very sorry you're going through this. This is a, a complete travesty. Well, you know, it's only made me stronger. You know, whoever would have thought we were at this point in our society in the world. Right. But people don't understand it. You know, it's worldwide. It isn't just my case or my friend's case or all the thousand families that I've spoken to over the years. It's happening everywhere. Right. Um, Global. Yes. So I want people to understand that they are coming for your children. You think you're safe, but you're not. It's in your own neighborhoods. It's in our justice system. Our American um, government is the leaders in laundering the traffic money. And we are, you know, using our taxpayer dollars. I agree. Yeah, through the um, Social Security incentive, Title IV, B, D, and E. Correct. Yes. Um. So I guess I'll start, Mary, with um, I moved to Washington State 2018. My daughter started um, middle school. She just um, turned 13, seventh grade. A teacher had walked up to her in the hallway and said she had a friends club for her. So she went to that friends club. She found out it was an LGBTQ club, but she was told to lie. They sent home a paper saying it was a friends club. So I didn't know any different until about five or six months later. I saw that my daughter was writing her name as Michael. Um, so when I did approach the school, uh, they said it was detrimental to her health. If I would pull her out, we try to pull her out. But by that time, that was her only friend. She was new to the school. You know, middle school is a tough age. Mm-hmm. So um, she was bullied. I believe the bullied was instigated by the school. Um, it kept getting worse. We changed middle schools um, that next year for her eighth grade thinking it would be better and it was the same district had meetings with the superintendent they said that she would be safe um she wasn't safe she was assaulted um so i was you know at the school multiple times um for different reasons but it always started with the bullying uh she refused to go to that district so we moved her to my brother um my former brother-in-law and sister-in-laws, they, it was during COVID 2020. Um, they asked if she could come and do online school mm-hmm. uh, because her son had ADHD and he was younger and they thought it would be best if, you know, they would do it together. And then I could go back to work at um, beginning of 2020, right before COVID hit um, the U S um, she was in Providence sacred heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started for, she had a plan to commit suicide from being bullied. So I felt if I didn't take her to the hospital, I had a gut feeling CPS, um, you know, would be called. So I took her in. They admitted her um, during the admittance. Um, she wanted to come home. They the first seven days. Uh, everything was great. Her, her psychiatrist at the time we had um, gone the natural route and the doctor at the hospital agreed. Um, after the seven days I came in and she was slurring her words. They had her on tons of doses of lithium and melatonin without mm-hmm. any parental, um, consent telling my daughter behind the scenes that she didn't take it, that 
she would be staying there. And then they had her involuntary committed for um, up to 14 days. So I was going to have her transferred. And when I was going to have her transferred, the nurse said, you got three options to get out. Now that you're 13 years old, you are the one that can sign yourself out. But then you have a third party coming in and they will do an assessment to see if you can leave or you can stay here and we will wait until the doctor releases you or you can have be transferred. But we don't know when your mom will get you transferred. So my daughter only heard I can sign out now. I can be evaluated and I can leave. I begged her not to sign it. And they said, oh, yes, by the way, if you sign yourself out, you learn you lose your gun rights at 13 years old if you um, are involuntary for 14 days. So I had an aftercare plan for her. That was three times a week that I made on my own with the RISE program. Uh, they had a separate program that they wanted her to be court ordered for counseling with their counselor one day a week. Well, I don't know about you, but three days a week all day long was way better than once a week. Well, I went to the discharge um, hearing and the girl that I originally discussed that with was just happened to be sick. So they were really pushing the one day a week and the court ordered and I was able to um, be firmly about what I was going to do. And this is how I was going to do. And she had to agree. Luckily, my ex-husband happened to be here the first time he's ever showed up to anything. Um, and we were able to get her out, which, mind you, he is my former husband of divorce. 2009 did not have any rights to her whatsoever, nor did he really have a relationship or his family, maybe a holiday here or there or a vacation day here or there. So fast forward to COVID, um, which school started, I believe, October um, that year because of COVID. So it was late. Um, I agreed to let her change school districts and go to online schooling over there. Within a week or two, that was when um, I got an email from my daughter stating that she thought her theater teacher was a pedophile and that her and her friend were uncomfortable. So I reported inappropriate behavior to the principal she sent me an email back stating that everybody likes this teacher and just kind of um, didn't care what happened and everything was good, right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as I did that, um, within 10 to 12 days later, my daughter was gone. Now, when I got uh, discovery, finally six or seven months later, I noticed that the school had already been calling CPS and reporting me. And the very first statement was, I won't call her preferred pronouns. I want a faith-based counselor and that I watch Republican videos. So if that's not political, I don't know what is. Right. So yeah, a nightmare. So yeah, here you are, justice and truth was in facts there's gonna be on your side and where they just they didn't look at anything, they ignored everything. Um, and then I noticed that after the school had posted or called regarding the pronouns and the faith-based counselor and the Republican videos. Um, I wasn't mentally unstable then, but however, after I reported two days later, CPS on their records is now I'm mentally unstable with no consultation, no doctor's advice, no report, no nothing. Oh. So 
I was able to get the dis, uh, Chen's case dismissed. And then a month later, the family filed for guardianship. I found out after the fact, the school was the one that manipulated all of this for my daughter to file a Chen's report in the first place. And you can tell that it's not, it was not written by her. Um, so it was, I didn't provide food in the house. Um, I had a gun in the house, you know, normal stuff that they do. And then now I'm mentally yeah. unstable. Um, so I guess it's illegal to have your daughter make her own lunch because they have to, you know, accept responsibility, um, for, you know, learning to be an adult here. Mm -hmm. Um, you just can't parent anymore. No, you can't. So a month later after the guardianship was filed, um, they wanted me to come to the hearing by myself in person. Um, everybody else got to attend on Zoom while well, I knew something was up. So I decided to go on Zoom and mm -hmm. they were dumbfounded. They didn't know what to do. So they kept me in the waiting room forever. And then they pulled me out. And um, then they told me I had 30 minutes to get to the courthouse. Well, I knew if I went to that courthouse, I may not come out. Whatever it was, uh, mental hospital, jail, whatever, mm -hmm. for no crimes being made or charged with. So I packed two suitcases and I've been state to state, house to house since November of 2021. Um, during the guardianship, uh, the guardians did not want her anymore. So they had called my sister to um, come and take her, but she had been indoctrinated so long. My sister didn't want to take a chance. So now nobody in my family would take her. And mind you, my whole family and um, her biological dad and everybody we're all banned from her um, the whole time. Um, our numbers were blocked, so I had no reunification, nothing. I had spoke to her and seen her 30 minutes during this whole time, the three and a half years. So fast forward, the guardians didn't want her anymore. Um, they gave her back to my ex-husband. He was trying to set up a time to deliver to me. But at that time, I was out of the state, and I wasn't sure if he was going to try to set me up or what he was doing because they didn't have permission from the court. Um, so I thought about it and I didn't do it. Well, then I got a notice that for my ex-husband's girlfriend that my daughter had went to CPS because there's domestic violence and drugs in the house. Now, mind you, my ex-husband is a felon that was able to sign off his rights to his brother and sister-in-law um, without having any rights whatsoever. And he's a felon and they do drugs which i don't have a record like that at all mm -hmm. so um i also was notified that when she the guardian gave them back to my ex-husband after she reported to cps they had a new investigation open he quote unquote said, I'm not going to jail. I'm giving her back to you. Um, however, they ended up, the counselor told my daughter to go to the shelter in Spokane and they got her right to the shelter. In the shelter, uh, she met a child groomer, which I know now. No. Uh, this person's name is Austin. He befriended her in the shelter. They ended up getting kicked out of the shelter and they were on the street. So I got a call from my daughter 
um, that they were on the street and didn't have anywhere to go. So I got them a hotel room and I hadn't spoke to her in years. Mm -hmm. A few text messages right before that here and there. Um, so we, I got them safe. Um, they ended up staying at his friend's house and they seemed to be fine. Well, I offered them to come to where I'm healing, um, in another state from an auto accident that wasn't an accident in November of 2022. So they thought about it a couple of weeks and then I paid for transportation and they were on a bus and they arrived, um, in February, beginning of February, 2023 to my house. We had no issues except for I could see he was controlling. Mm -hmm. I played a lot of frequency music, which seemed to think keep things calm. Um, during the time that he was here, I heard him over the phone. Um, he supposedly ran a, um, helping children, some kind of unit underground in Spokane, Washington. Um, so I started to get concerned uh, because of his controlling um, her. Um, we were getting ready to move to Florida where my daughter was born, where I have full custody. Her biological dad is not involved, nor was he ever contacted regarding any of this from CPS or was an investigation done at all. No home investigation for me, anything. Um, I never talked to the guardian litem. I never talked to anybody from CPS. Um, so then, um, so that was our goal. After once I received my health care, we were going to go down. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, um, the child groomer sent Antifa um, after me, and they tried to kidnap me off the street and was taking pictures of my daughter. Mm -hmm. So... Um, a friend of ours sent the motorcycle gang in and they were able to take care of Antifa and the groomer got nervous and scared. So next thing I know, him and my daughter were going to go on foot. And I was like, well, they can't go on foot without me. I'm not letting her go with him. So I went with them and we were on foot in Kansas and we were staying at hotels trying to figure out how to get rid of him. Um, during the time he stole all my devices and my computers and he destroyed all of them except for one. And then he was using it to communicate with my friends, trying to turn them against me mm -hmm. while well, they end up figuring it out. So we had a way out. Unfortunately, the one of the persons told my daughter that Austin was no longer able to come with us on our journey. And um, she ended up telling him once he heard that, I told him that. I was on to him because he flipped out and I don't know what control he has over her, Mary, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you whatever wording he said, she flipped out. I've never seen her so angry, so mad. And he told her to grab a knife. She did, but she put the knife down and then she punched me in the face. Oh. So a friend of mine was on the phone with Austin and told him, well, you need to give her her communication back because I need to get you guys out of there, making him think that he was coming still. Mm -hmm. And I need to talk to him by myself. So I went outside. I took a walk about 30 minutes. I came back and the kids were gone. In the meantime, Austin called CPS in Washington. They opened another case. I went to the airport hoping my daughter would show up. She didn't. So I canceled the airline tickets. Next thing I know, Maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, uh, police officers were there and I got arrested um, for um, 
abandoning a minor, um, non-support of a minor and something else. So I was fel facing felony charges. Hmm. So that being said, I spent 21 days in jail and um, pleaded out for a misdemeanor because all Kansas um, suspended um, hearings, trials were up to a year and a half to two years out. My daughter will be 18 then, and she wants to do transgender surgery. So therefore, I needed to get out to help hopefully be able to save her in hopes that she would have some time to heal to figure out who she is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so after that, um, during when I was in jail, um, my friend Mary got a conversation recorded that he had called her and he threatened that he was taking my daughters to the devil's playground and never be seen again. He threatened me. He was going to bury me, whatever he had to do, whatever money it cost. Um, now we have some people out there uh, keeping tabs because he's threatening me and he's got a restraining order from the judge in Kansas. They did an emergency up to 18 months jurisdiction they took that jurisdiction over Washington under an emergency um, order that they would hold her in Kansas. Um, so they did a no contact order on him. But as I see right now, he is still communicating with her. So he still has control. Um, mm -hmm. They have not been able to find him to serve him. Um, now he's got um, conspiracy to murder me out um, he's contacted people on my contacts. He broke into my computer, has all my passwords, my bank accounts. He stole money. Um, so there is police reports, two of them filed at this point. So I'm hoping that he will be arrested soon. That way my daughter can start thinking on her own. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I found out Kansas has her medicated now. So I'm not sure how clear thinking without knowing her medical history, how they give these children medications and they can't function. So I have no idea if she's safe. I'm not talking to her. Um, the one thing she did learn from me is I do not consent. Now, Kansas uh, seems to be wanting to do the right thing and reunificate us. However, my daughter said she does not consent because she's in control of the um, child groomer. So next hearing is in August. So we will see if she's changed her mind, which I doubt it. Um, just from what I know from what he's been doing on the side. Now so that's go ahead. That's in, you know, in a nutshell, uh, fast paced version. So any questions or anything, please ask, because I want people to understand that our Okay. Schools are licensed as mental and healthcare facilities now, which parents had no idea. You go back and look at the national provider number and each school has one. Even some of the private schools do. So I don't believe any school safe at this point. Get your children out of school if you haven't already. Right. I've always said you should, you should homeschool at this point. I, I don't respect the school systems. They... Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, Aiden abet the abuser. But what happened with the guardian? How come the guardian didn't want her anymore? Because don't these guardians make money off of these? Yes. yes, they do. I think they thought it would be easy. But, you know, you keep the child in the same position where they're already having 
behavior issues and bullied at school, right? You keep them in that same system, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Mm. So they don't want to deal with her behavior. She's not their child. They were making money. And I think they still are actually, because uh, legally they have not um, did their steps to not become the guardian anymore because they were just going to give her away, you know? So they are now saying they told Kansas that they she should be with her mother. She should have been with her mother all along after all this damage has been done and the alienation of myself, mm-hmm. my family. But they chose to give her to your ex-husband. Right. And then he signed his rights away. Yeah. And then they gave and that's when his brother and sister-in-law uh, pet- petitioned for guardianship. But she's she's still not with them, though. She's not. She's in Kansas protective custody right now. So I have to say, Kansas, is it better than Washington? Yes, law-wise. But as far as Kansas City just became a transgender city mm-hmm. as a refuge, so they may follow. Because I have a short time frame here to to try to get her to the right people to heal a science-based counselor, not somebody that is affirming gender care. And obviously she's still in their school system because she's doing, I believe online school. Uh She's in a group home right now. Uh, I just don't know. I just sit back and I, I don't know why these schools just don't let these kids be kids. I just, just, Teach the normal stuff, the history stuff. Teach them what they need to know. I don't know why they're getting involved in this stuff. Um, I don't think anybody knows how evil, because the ones that they're hiring already have an agenda, and that's the problem. All the good teachers, I believe, the good police. I mean, there was good in there, good FBI, and now I believe that it's so corrupt, and the people that weren't going to take orders have already left. Mm-hmm. And those ones that stay, they know what's going on. They're either involved or they're too scared to stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have heard that as well. Um, what is Antifa and how did they get involved? Um, he is with an underground spoke in spoke a group in Spokane. I guess I would call it a gang. Um, supposedly helping children on the streets. Instead, they're grooming children on the streets and how they're Politically, they're involved with Antifa, which is against anybody that is a conservative or doesn't have the same views as their leftist um, views. They're the ones causing all the issues, you know, at the White House or the protest um, going against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not any political affiliation. I don't even vote anymore mm-hmm. um, because I don't believe um, in the voting system. It's fraud. Um, our vote doesn't count only when they want it to count. So anybody that we want want in is going to be controlled opposition at some point. They're not going to let anybody in that they can't control um, to a point. You might be able to get some people in local level, possibly. But if we look at the whole system as a whole now, it's so infiltrated. Mm-hmm. I believe it's got to be the people to unite and stand together because I don't think there's going to be any change without it. Now, not to sound stupid, but when did the motorcycle gang come in? Because they got rid of Antifa for you or something like that? Yeah, um, there was a favor called in because they tried to kidnap me off the street. I think 
Austin was trying to get rid of me because he was trying to get rid of me on our way uh, traveling through Kansas. I found that he tried to take my money and tried to purchase only two tickets to um, Illinois. So I believe he was trying to get rid of me. And when that didn't work, he freaked out because all the bikers were in town. What they do, the bikers come out, they let Antifa know they're there and they ride around and check on the house every hour and then they disappear and then Antifa comes out again and they take care of Antifa. And Antifa gets scared and they leave. So you were lucky that the motorcycle gang was there. That was. Yeah, they saved me. Yes. Huh. I have some former military men um, that help um, navigate through the situation. So they're the ones that um, are able to pinpoint where his location is. So as soon as we have a warrant, then we'll be able to um, get that taken care of. Mm-hmm. Well, you but you have the restraining order, right? But you just they can't find him to serve him. My daughter has the restraining order. I don't because I knew where the state I was that I filed a police report just so that they knew, but they can't serve him because he's he's staying in shelters, which he has money um, that he launders through other people's accounts. Um, he also, uh, did a wire transfer to a bank in Ohio under my daughter's nickname that was tied to an address in Spokane, which this gentleman that owns this house owns children's centers and, um, elderly centers. And he's a registered agent dressed in a thousand to $2,000 suit and he's not American. So right there is your trafficking ring. I was now, yeah, go ahead. Now tied to this trafficking ring in Spokane, the theater teacher in Spokane district. Um, he is, he brought LGBTQ to the, to Spokane about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's the one that started, he's the advisor of the gay straight Alliance. I think it's a new name now, which I don't recall what that is. However, um, my daughter sang at the pride event in front of 20,000 people in, uh, 2020, I received a photo and a um, video of that performance that she did dressed as a boy uh, wearing a transgender cape. And there was a picture with two transvestites. I searched for those two transvestites. One was Mary A. Bottom. I don't recall the other name. Anyways, I traced them because they were pretty big names. I traced them to the College of Monarch in Spokane. The College of Monarch is Spokane as a private membership association um, for the Gay Straight Alliance. And the emperors on this list are the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. And the theater teacher's grandfather is also on this emperor's list of the College of Monarch, which you and I know is MKUltra. Hmm. I also uh, found out through a foster um a foster child's um, that where the physical location they are telling these kids to run away to. They have a sign in family court um, that says, I am Sammy. I'm going to just kind of briefly say what it says. Cause I, if I pull it up then I'll get cut off. Mm-hmm. So um, my, my name is Sammy. My parents don't want me. I'm trans. They shut the door in our faces. Um, I can't come home until I'm a good girl again. Um, 
go downtown west of Spokane, basically running away, do oral sex for money. Mm-hmm. And the Lutheran community churches are the one that made this sign that's in family court. So it's literally in your face. Now, Washington also has a law now, which wasn't the law when they took my child. They changed it after the fact, but they still took my child, even though we know it's not constitutional. Mm -hmm. Um, They can hide your children from you, and they don't have to tell you where they are. So I'm sure the next law is going to be what California just passed, and that is if you don't transition your child, you will now be criminally charged. Oh, that's scary. Right. So I got her out of Washington just in time. So praise the Lord for that. However, is she safe? I don't know. I don't know what to expect because she's at the age where, you know, they hate their parents one day, they love them the next. Mm -hmm. I can honestly tell you we were getting along for the few months that I did get to see her, which I'm thankful. But she sat in a fetal position, would barely talk, didn't like to be touched. Something happened. And I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. something happened in that hospital because my daughter has not been the same since when they medicated her on lithium melatonin she can't take which is in her chart but they gave it to her anyways it keeps her up and gives ear um, makes her irritable and keeps her up for days they still gave it to her mm-hmm. um so anytime i went against them they went harder i filed a 44 million dollar claim against their bonds insurance and made it past the local level. It's at the senior attorney's office at the adjutant general's office as we speak. However, it's on hold right now because two days after I filed it, I had the police at my house trying to charge me with animal cruelty. And then I had FBI at my house um, that were in black suits that the neighbors that they were asking questions to. I wasn't there at that time. So when they come after you, they do really come after you. They don't, um, they don't stop. What did the FBI say? What, I mean, why? They were just asking questions to my neighbors about me. Hmm. All I know is that they said they were around in black suits and I heard it from more than one neighbor. Hmm. So this $44 million bond, when you filed that, where'd you file that at? Like in general? I filed it against their risk management company for the school CPS and judges. Hmm. And then when that happened, then the police came to your door for with animal cruelty charges? Yes. I believe they were just trying to case me out, seeing, you know, uh, where I lived, who was there, that kind of thing. I showed them food and water and they left. I didn't let them in the house. Mm-hmm. My dog does not look unhealthy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. My dog's overweight. I understand. Well, I don't have my dog anymore either because Austin stole my dog and um, they, a shelter um, ended up getting him and, uh, they adopted them out and they won't give them back. Oh, sorry. Jeez. My daughter's emotional support dog that I swear I would keep forever. Mm-hmm. Until that way she had some healing. She could 
have her dog. Now, mind you, the aunt and uncle, my brother, my ex-brother and sister-in-law were also, I have emails and text messages. My daughter was sending to friends that were telling her that I was crazy and that I was on drugs. So they were alienating me the whole time that she was overdoing online school. I don't think it started out where they were um, going to do this. I think what happened is the school got them involved because I found out that she was calling her in sick and taking her behind my back to the school and having meetings without me. And it was with uh, CPS and the school. So I believe the school, actually, I know the school had a big part in it. And Stephanie Filipino, I think is her, how you say her last name. Uh, my daughter uh, confirmed it for me. She's the one that gave her this idea of filing a Chin's report on her mother. And she could just go live wherever she wanted and everything was going to be happy. And, you know, grass is greener on the other side. What's that Chin's report? How do you spell that? It's C-H-I-N-S. It's where a uh, provider or parents or a child can file and they can get uh, child in need services. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. But they didn't just, they didn't just give services. They, they used it to take her away mm-hmm. in an emergency order um, because I won't call her pronouns faith-based and I wanted a faith-based counselor and I watch Republican videos. And by the way, they're not Republican videos, they're truth videos, because my daughter would know, not know about human trafficking if it wasn't for her to watch some of those videos. Mm-hmm. And I could, in my gut, I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know exactly. But by the time I figured it all out, um, it was too late. Because in those LGBTQ clubs, they do accept you for who you are. And I think that um, is why she wanted to keep in there because she didn't know anybody. She's at that fragile age. She want to have friends. You don't belong anywhere. And they made her feel like she belonged. Mm-hmm. Now, worse has come. My daughter has been drawing um, dark characters. The white rabbit the hand over the mouth, mm-hmm. which is not good. Mm-hmm. How does my daughter know who the white rabbit is? How does she know about the hand over the mouth? Are they initiating her into some cult? Mm-hmm. Kind of makes you think. She's drawing in. Oh, also, I found at their mythology class in school is teaching them called Havi Coding, H-A-V-I. They're pulling in the special education students into small groups and they're teaching them things that you would not believe they're teaching them. Um, they are learning this coding so that they can send messages to other people that know this coding so their parents won't know what they're talking about. It consists of pagan symbols, mm-hmm. Uh, stars, um, which I believe it. If you look up heavy coding, it goes back to the Arabic um, coding, is what my research shows. And that's H A V I coding. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because on my daughter's uh, TikTok videos, social media, she's putting these codes on one of the pictures. It was coded, mm-hmm. and 
she had a picture of everybody in a circle, children and adults, and it was in front of the woods. The woods is the people's parks. That's where they're telling the children to run to. And then they disappear in these tree houses. My daughter also drew the tree house and the woods of the people's park with the same path. If you go look at the map, it's, it's the same path. Um, they have a trail called Touch and Feel Trail in the park. Um, it's the tree arboridium, I think it's called, which there's people's park and the tree arboridiums in every state and almost every state are in sometimes multiple locations you go look from air it's all illuminati symbols mm -hmm. satanic symbols um in of these parks in the air um my daughter had a story that was 60 pages screenshotted long where she was um the boy that uh was e was eating her dad's head and she was a cannibal she was a cannibal she was going to bomb the school so that she wouldn't be hurt anymore and that she would disappear when she looked up to this guy with a black suit and he was seven foot tall her and her friend were going to meet at this tree house we met another witness that has now disappeared that went to the same school and she was the one telling us about these small classes and that they are taking the children from the hospital, mm -hmm. Providence Sacred Heart, which is the Clinton Foundation, right? Out of the hospital, taking them to the woods. How does my daughter know the woods? How does my daughter know to draw the woods? She may not realize she was there, but she was drawing it. Mm. There's no way for her to know those locations without being there. Mm -hmm. So I believe that Providence Hospital, some experiment was done on her. Um, now that I know that another child had a burn on their neck, same as my daughter, when she came home, she said there was 13 ghosts in her room. One was Philip. I believe Philip was the one that was doing the experiment. She had a dream about a uh, Dr. Levy. She didn't know his name, but she described him. And the other, uh, witness is the one that told me what his name was. They went through the same experiment, but the drugs didn't work on them like to work on my daughter so mm -hmm. she has these deep memories buried i believe and this is why she's acting out and she just wants to be safe but she's stuck in kansas correct it's like what are you going to do now now it's up to her unless the judge forces us counseling together at this point it's um he's left it up to her when she wants to see me but as long as child groomer is in you know in touch with her still that um i don't think she's ever going to want to see me so the hearing in august that's what they're what this judge is going to rule on Yes, like what the next step would be, which would be counseling to reunificate us. But if she doesn't consent to it, I don't know if he will make her consent. I also contacted the caseworker, let them know that she is still contacting him, that they need to look at her phone. Um, I have messages, but I want to. I don't necessarily want to be the one to out him out. I want them to find it because then mother looks bad all over again, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. 
However, if that's what I have to do, then I'll have to do it because that's the only way to get him out unless he's arrested before then. Wow. Which I reported to the police two weeks ago. I have not heard anything back yet, so I'm assuming they're investigating. So I'll call this week and see if I can get an update. I am so sorry. Well, it like I said, it thank you. Um, it it made me stronger, and I actually was helping families before my daughter was taken. Mm -hmm. Um trying to help reunificate and try to study law. Mm -hmm. So I'm a stronger person for it. And you never think you can get through something until you have to. Mm -hmm. And I have my days of depression, like everybody does, mm -hmm. but I, this doing shows like you and helping others and getting the truth out there gives me hope mm -hmm. and God's watching over. Her, so everything right now I've been able to, either stall or put a damper on their agenda, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, at one point, I went round and round with the judge for two and a half hours on my own. I had two uh, international lawyers, not bar attorneys, that were helping me, and they were on the hearings before that, and they were cut off that hearing and no longer able to um, represent me, even though I gave them a power of attorney. So I had no choice to represent myself, but I was pretty proud keeping the judge around his toes for two and a half hours. Cause usually the hearing lasts, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Oh yeah. And then I was able to get, um, the Chin's case dismissed. However, they just went on another plan and had them file for guardianship. So. Um, no due process whatsoever. My sister, um, we're kind of like an outs. We we talk, but we we're not real close. We have different um, political views and what the truth is or history. Uh -huh. um, so we don't talk a lot. She was able to find out information that I wasn't able to. And she had emailed the judge, talked to CPS during the Chen's hearing and no one would talk to her. They told her to get an attorney. So no one verified any claims whatsoever. No matter what evidence I had, it didn't matter. They just went full force. And they ended up the last judge. I had six different judges because I had them recused or moved to different departments. Um, so I did a lot um, in my experiment ex experience. Would I represent myself again? Um, right now, I decided not to. Um, just because Kansas seems like they're trying to at least follow the law. Mm -hmm. um, I could be wrong. But it didn't help me representing myself. And I don't think, um, I think that wasn't a plus for me, honestly. But was an attorney going to be better when they're on their side? Um, probably not. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of stuck in a situation. Either way you go, you risk it. You said you had six judges recused? Uh, no, I had six total judges. I had um, oh, one, removed, one, one removed to a different department. Mm. That's kind of like getting them out of there. <laughs> right. But, you know, they're still practicing. So, you know, um, that's the sad part. And the last judge was an Inslee appointed judge. 
um, not any elected judge. And one judge for the guardianship, Rachel Anderson, she was um, and she was the president of the guardianship board for the state of Washington. So I would say a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. But there's no due process in family law. Um, no. I know they don't go by the Constitution. They're all private membership associations. They do what they want. And I think it's just now more blatant. I think they always have done what they wanted. It's just more in our face now. And they don't care. Yeah, boy, that's out of control. Right. So I just don't see any change happening. You might see a rare win here or there when there's public pressure on, but without the public, that's why I've decided to speak out. Because if we don't make these stories public, people aren't realizing. That's like with The Sound of Freedom. Mm -hmm. The Sound of Freedom was a great movie, but it doesn't portray the whole real truth what is going on and that is our government is funding trafficking and our government is the leader of child trafficking and our justice system there is none anymore there is no law they're mm -hmm. doing whatever they want so mm -hmm. yes it's a great movie and yes people need to be aware but people are thinking it's from on the border and um not the real truth in your own neighborhood right. at your house coming to your door and at your schools Mm -hmm. it's in our own backyard i've always said this this is <sighs> yeah people just don't know you know they won't get it until it happens to them that's a sad part right and until they believe cps is not good and your government's not good we're we're stuck mm -hmm. so to get as many stories out as we can mm -hmm. is the only way i think we have a chance to wake up people or it happens to them but it's coming. I don't care if you're rich, you're poor, what race you are. It's not about that. It's about dividing us. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's not what it's about. They want your children. Mm -hmm. And why I keep trying to figure out why do they want my daughter so bad? Why would a child groomer spend? He's only 18 years old. He's been groomed in the system since two weeks old. Okay. He's very technical savvy. What he knows and what he does to be 18 years old and not be with his friends, right? Right. And want to party or whatever the 18-year-olds do right now, play on their computer. Why he would be staying for months in a state trying to break out my daughter. He actually showed up at CPS demanding to see her, which didn't help his case, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I didn't have an issue with the no contact order. In the meantime, he was putting words into the prosecutor. I'm the one that wants to break her out and I am this bad person and all around it was him. Mm -hmm. So it's a good, somebody's like, you shouldn't have said that to your attorney. And I'm like, well, she needs to know what happened because if she doesn't know what happened, a good thing I said it because then now it made sense that he's going around behind my back stating to the prosecutor because my attorney's like well the prosecutor may not want to deal with your daughter's case and just let her go back to washington I'm like there that's we can't let her go back to washington because my daughter wants to go back for transgender surgery that's why she wants to go back to washington oh man no 
<laughs> right. No. So you don't hear very many judges, especially interstate, that are going to give the state back the child. Uh-huh. They or I'm sorry, opposite. They usually will honor the interstate compact with the state. So in most cases, they do get sent back. In this case, this judge, which was a conservative judge, um, the first judge on the case was um, Democratic because I looked up their voting history, um, which doesn't mean one isn't involved in trafficking and one is. However, um, it gave me a little bit more hope knowing it was a conservative judge. Maybe they would have different views. Um, and he was able to do that emergency um, jurisdiction and Kansas took over jurisdiction for up to 18 months. And Washington can't fight it. Hmm. But you don't hear that in a lot of cases. Most cases, they give them back to the state that they originally came from. But again, how I got arrested for child endangerment, number one, she was with somebody that was 18. I left her for 30 minutes. When did you or when did your child at 16 not be able to stay home by themselves? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So and there were two different statements. One said I left him at the hotel and the other one said I left him at IHOP. And so which is it, guys? Right. Mm-hmm. What a shame. Oh, my gosh. Of course, they want me to have a mental evaluation because Austin and them said I'm schizophrenic um, and bipolar disorder and all this. I I don't have any of that. I've never been diagnosed with that. And somehow um, an 18 year old turns into a Ph.D. with a degree in psychiatry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Along with CPS, too. Right. Because right. they were I was mentally unstable. And who's the one that diagnosed that? That's it, too. And of course, they're not asking who diagnoses it. They just listen to it. Oh, right. That's what happened to me. And then they tried to say I was a sovereign citizen. And I quickly objected because I knew where they were going with it. Um, And then they would mute me. Right. Um, At one point, I told the judge, if you don't know the law, get somebody that knows the law, sharpen your pen Mm -hmm. and get off the bench. She sped up the hearing and never came back. And rescheduled it. Oh, Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. So it's definitely been an experience. That's not something I would thought I would do would be into politics per se or law or that was not my cup of tea. I'm not a good writer. I'm not a good speaker. And law is hard to understand sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if they're dealing with other their statutes and codes and all of that and not the constitution. The constitution is pretty laid out there, but they're not following any of it, which Mm -hmm. I come to find out knowing the history of CPS from Jay Rosenthal, that constitution Mm -hmm. doesn't always imply a family court. Mm -hmm. It did more when it was criminal. So I could file a lawsuit, but in Washington state, you think I'm going to win? Probably not. Well, they, they just don't look at evidence, so everyone's going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think the rare the rare wins that we're having, I think they have to give some people hope, so they keep waiting, waiting on that couch. 
complaining nothing's being done instead of uniting like we all should be doing. Mm -hmm. Put your differences aside. Everybody has a different opinion. That's fine. But we all agree the children need to be, have a future. We need to save the children, period. And that's where it's at. Stop your fighting and start uniting because it's getting real close here, I think. We have a short window. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to have you back on again and you know see how you're doing. I would love to come back on, Mary, anytime. Um, if anyone wants to contact Tracy, they can come through me at dismantlingfamilycourtcorruption.com. I will have that in the podcast notes. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Tracy? I just want to say thank you, Mary, for having me on and getting these stories out. And so people can, you know, see what's going on because without you and the independent media, we would be lost. We really would be. So sad, but well, hey, uh, don't jump off. Slam the gavels of podcast, help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petri author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Tracy in the future and other exciting guests. You can find Slam the Gavel podcast on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes, Anchor FM. And uh, again, please go to the site, pleasedoyourjob.com, sign that petition. And also... um, to support the podcast, you can buy me a coffee. So um, thank you very much, Tracy, and we will speak again. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate it. Bye.